the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. You know, this is the only place in the Bible where God invites us to put him on trial, to put him to the test. You want to prove that he's still interested in what you do? Put him to the test. Honor him with your tithes and watch him prove himself. We are again back in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, taking a look at God's response to our faithfulness with our tithes and our offerings. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. We begin today's broadcast looking at Abraham and Melchizedek, the first instance that we have recorded for us here in Genesis of tithing. This is the first mention of tithing in the Bible. It was written over 400 years before the law of Moses came into existence. So tithing predates the law of Moses. Tithing was not introduced by the law of Moses. It is therefore not neutralized by the fact that Jesus fulfilled the law and provided us grace that relieves us from punishment under the law. Now, did you notice what Melchizedek brought out to greet Abram? was bread and wine, right? Does that sound familiar? Bread and wine is what we use when we get together for communion. And so the king of Salem, who was high priest of Most High God, had communion with Abraham. Melchizedek blessed Abraham. He preached a sermon that Abraham's victory was because the, the hand of God was with him. And after the communion and the sermon, an offering was given to God through a priest of God. So tithing was initiated long before the law. Now, some ask the question, is tithing mentioned in the New Testament? And uh, did Jesus ever address the issue? Did he ever revoke or repeal tithing? And the answer to that is found in Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe, there's the word, mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law. And he wants to make sure we know what the weightier matters of the law are, and so he provides them justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. So what did Jesus say about tithing? He says, you ought to have done. These you ought to have done. Jesus never disavowed tithing. His condemnation of the scribes and Pharisees was not because they were tithing, but because they were neglecting the weightier matters of the law. Nowhere in Scripture does Jesus ever tell his followers to disregard tithes or offerings or taxes. Why? Because the tithe is the Lord. Now, that brings up a question. Well, okay, if tithing is to be collected, how is it to be used? And the Bible provides the answer for that as well in Numbers chapter 18. You see, centuries after the priesthood of Melchizedek, God formed a new priesthood under Aaron, the brother of Moses. 
and the tribe of Levi, who was assigned to work full-time in the sanctuary, the tent of meeting. And so God gave these instructions in Numbers 18.21 to the Levites, those full-time in ministry, I have given every tithe in Israel for an inheritance in return for the service that they do, their service in the tent of meeting. So God instructed those, uh, the Levites, uh, those who were full-time in temple duty, to receive their compensation from the tithes. Now notice who gives the Levites their compensation. It's not the people because the tithe is the Lord's. God said, I have given every tithe in Israel in return for their service in the tent of meeting. It means that God is the source of compensation for those who work full-time in his, in his ministry, in his service. And that's taken from the tithe that is given to God. Now, that Old Testament principle, the next question is, is if it's Old Testament, does it also apply in the New Testament? And the answer to that question is found in 1 Corinthians 9.13. The Apostle Paul writes, Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple? And those who serve at the altar share in the sacrificial offerings? What's he talking about? He's talking about the Old Testament practice of supporting for those full-time in ministry. In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. And so Paul connects the Old Testament practice with the New Testament, uses the words, in the same way draws a very clear connection between full-time ministers of the Old Testament and full-time ministers of the New Testament. So what does this mean to us who bring our tithes and our offerings? Well, it means this. For one thing, it means that we should never come saying, I am bringing my tithes to Church of the Highlands or to Pastor Layton or to Pastor Sheely because the tithe belongs to the Lord. And so when we bring our tithe, we should always know and say, I am bringing my tithe to the Lord. Now, when I and others who are full-time in ministry at this tent of meeting receive our compensation, it's given to us by God from the tithes that are given to Him. That then brings up the question, should those who are full-time in ministry who receive their, their, their support from the tithe also tithe? And the answer to that question is found in Numbers 18.25. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Moreover, you shall speak and say to the Levites, When you take from the people of Israel the tithe that I have given you from them for your inheritance, then you shall present a contribution from it to the Lord, a tithe of a tithe. A tithe of a tithe. So the answer is, yes, those who receive their compensation from full-time work in ministry should also tithe. I know there's some accountants out here and there's some really logical people that say, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Where does their compensation come from? The tithe. Where's their compensation, the tithe and their compensation going? The tithe. Isn't that a circle? Yeah, it is. The point is not logic. The point is obedience. We need to do what God tells us to do. So the answer is yes, those who receive compensation for full-time work in ministry should also tithe. Let's go back to Malachi chapter 3. Verse 10, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. You know, this is the only place in the Bible where God invites us to put him on trial, to put him to the test. You know, do you ever want to test and see if God really exists? Put him on, put him, put him to the test. 
Uh, you want to prove that God is alive and well? Put him to the test. You want to prove that he's still at work? Put him to the test. You want to prove that he's still interested in what you do? Put him to the test. Honor him with your tithes and watch him prove himself. Now, we've been talking about what the Bible says about storing up treasure in heaven. Look at God says. He says, I will open the windows of heaven for you. So basically, we're the, the, the treasures that we're going to store up are so full that they're just going to pour out the windows of heaven. And they're going to continue to pour down upon us in this life until there's no more need. Does having a life of no more need sound interesting to you? Uh, you know, oftentimes we go through periods of need, and periodically we all do. One of the first places we might look to do some trimming is the very place we probably shouldn't look. Because God wants to bless us through our faithfulness in giving the tithe and make it so that we don't have any more need. Until there's no more need. Now it continues on because there's really two ways for us to win. We can either increase gain or we can decrease loss. Both result in a positive direction. Malachi 3.11, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil, and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Now, when he speaks of our soil, he's speaking of the, uh, the blessings that we can enjoy here on earth. You know, the primary audience that Paul was writing to were farmers. And uh, so uh, the, the fruit uh, of those of that audience, those Hebrews living in Malachi's day would be like, uh, like sales to salesmen or business to businessmen or open doors to those who need to expand or pay raise for the clerk and the secretary and the policeman and the factory worker and so forth. And you'll notice here that God will protect us from the devourer. We will be protected from something that can destroy the fruit of our effort. Sometimes some of us work, and we work really hard, and, and it just doesn't seem like we have an awful lot of fruit to show for all of the efforts that we put in. But uh, if we do what God has, called, has told us to do here in tithing, it's, God has promised he will protect us from the devourer. Some people think, I feel like I'm living under a curse. I, you know, I, I just, well, I'm not saying this is the only place, but this might be a place for you to do some investigation and see if it applies. Then in chapter 3, verse 12, it continues saying, Then all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. What is God saying? He says, if we as believers tithe, then God will bless us. And when God blesses us, it's going to make others stand up and pay attention. And they're going to get jealous. And they're going to want to know what the secret of our blessing is. And they're going to ask us, and we can point them to God. And so what God is saying is, if you'll tithe, I'll bless you. If I bless you, other people want to know where the blessings come from, and you can point them to me. And that's why what God intends to do with, with uh, our faithfulness. It makes us participants in evangelism. So we look at this, we, you know, we ask questions. Have we ever felt far from God? Well, perhaps this is a place that we might look. We felt, ever felt like we were under a curse. Well, perhaps this is a place we might look. Will we ever like to enjoy more blessings from God? Well, perhaps this is a place that we should look. God said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And he said that in the context of the tithe. See, the tithe isn't just about money. It's about our heart. It's about our priorities. It's about our values. It's about being obedient. God rewards obedience. Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. Good measure 
pressed down, shaken together, running over. They will pour into your lap, for by your standard of measure it will be measured to you in return. Paul expressed this principle, saying, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. So we will enjoy bountiful blessings when we are bountiful in our sowing. Many people believe that the heart should lead our actions. We should do things if we feel like it. If we feel like it, we should do something. But Jesus said our actions will lead our heart. Jesus said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in a steel. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, our heart follows our treasure and our treasure follows our decision and our action. Well, you have been listening to Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. And today's broadcast of study verse by verse here in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Questions about the program or Church of the Highlands in San Bruno could probably be addressed if you visit us online at highlands.us. Again, highlands.us. Great place to start if you'd like to know a bit more about us. And make sure you drop us a line. Let us know you paid us a visit there online at highlands.us. Tomorrow, 1 Corinthians 16 once again. Join us then for study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.